Good morning, everyone. It's Tuesday. <laughs> Almost jumped a day and said Wednesday, but thank you for coming by. We are continuing to be excited about Jesus. And thank God for you every day. Well, <clears throat> if you're new to the broadcast, stay around a bit. I believe the Lord will have a good, encouraging word for you today. Something that would... Uh, motivate your spirit and your self to see the bigness of God and the goodness of God in your life. Amen. Well, thank you for some of the comments I received this week. Encouraging. Keep pressing on. I had the occasion to meet and be with some people that have been listening uh, every once in a while, I'll see someone face to face and they'll say thank you. And that tells me to keep going. So here we are again on this Tuesday morning talking about the good things of the Lord. Amen. Well, you are the glove. God's the hand. You are the glove on the hand of God. I want to talk about that today. I have been active in the ministry of the gospel since I was a child. We were, I was born into a pastor evangelist home. And so because of that, we were a team. <laughs> you did what the family did. And so we traveled and, and uh, my part in the young, when I was young, eight, nine, ten years old, I carried the instruments into the church and my family played the instruments. <laughs> old George never learned to do it. I tried several times, but um, that's another story. Then when I was eight or nine, I start singing. So I would stand up and sing my songs in high tenor voice. I did that for a number of years till I was about 12 and my my um, <laughs> voice changed, you know, the change of voice, the voice in a young boy. So I lost my singing voice or something like that. Then at 15, I left home for the first time to join my sisters in an evangelistic campaign in Coos Bay, Oregon. That was my first extension out of the house. At 17, I left home in my 51 Ford convertible and headed north to preach a gospel campaign in one of the churches in Portland. That was my launch. And since that time, I have been proactive in the ministry. Now, with that in mind, after 60 some years, I, I'm talking to you this morning and I've just amazed you and shocked you and you feel now like what could I do such a great man of God and all the things he's done hey I'm smiling when I say that that's somewhat the response when we list off our things now you and I felt that way when Paul did it I've been beaten I've been shipwrecked you know <laughs> I've escaped death I've, on and on and we think wow man I'm I never did that I must I must not be worthy, or I'm not worth as much as Paul was. Come on. We do that with our <clears throat> spiritual leaders. 
our spiritual leader comes, or if we're at a convention and and the uh, head, you know, the head speaker, the one they've flew halfway around the world. Um, I've often said the further you dr- you travel to a meeting, the more important you are. <laughs> He's a great person because he traveled a long ways. Okay, back to my subject. We hear them preach or teach, and we go home. Often we go home wondering if I will ever come to that measure of greatness. Now, I pastored for nearly 30 years, and every year we'd go to some conference, maybe more than one convention conference, and come back, and many of the of the keys or the, you know, the things that were taught, we would apply or try to apply, and try to make it work for us too. I found out that the only thing that worked was the things that God spoke to me directly or to give, give, you know, visionary leadership in the house for you and I to try to copy someone and to be like someone is really cheating yourself because you and I are so unique in our callings that no one can replace us. Now, if we didn't answer the call, if we didn't get up and do something, God's going to find someone to do his purposes. So it's get, it gets done in some form, but we miss the joy and the glory and the opportunity to do it. Now, with all that in mind, I want to talk about you and I with an extended hand, which the hand of God is extended. We are the glove on the end of God's hand. Now, I use that term today to illustrate what Jesus meant in John 17 when he said, Father, make them one as you and I are one, them and us, and we and them, and so forth. The mix, the mix or the, uh, entw- the t- entwining, the, inter- the interlocking of Jesus, the Father, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and you and I is beyond our, uh, our understanding. We can try to comprehend it by visualization and, you know, seeing examples. But the reality of it is beyond our understanding until the Lord gives us revelation to where we can we can grasp a hold of what it means to be one in Christ to where when my hand extends it's the hand of God I'm just the glove I'm just the body I'm just the the voice amen well how about this one you and I are mixed too we're mixed together so intricately woven together that when I suffer, you suffer. When I excel, you excel. Say, wow, I don't even know you. (laughs) I'm a hundred miles away. How can that happen? The body of Christ has been made as one body. Wherever you are in the world, if you're in the body of Christ, when one goes, excels, the body, the body excels. Amen. I was talking to a friend of mine 
looking at a house that I wanted to purchase, a little rental. Thought, well, this would be a good investment. He said, George, let me tell you, you need to get that boat in the lake. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, if you get that boat in the lake, referring to the house, when the lake rises, all the boats rise together. I thought, wow, that's a neat illustration. He was talking about real estate value and the practical side of investments. But I was thinking also about you and I as body members. When one suffers, we all suffer. When one is rejoicing, we all rejoice. Why is that? Because we are linked together just like God the Father, God the Son, and us as individuals, but really it's the body of Christ that is one. I have traveled around the world several times and ministering, interacting, loving on and uh, being around Christians in any shape, manner or form, nationality or custom, they all have the same spirit. I can remember going into a, a humble little uh, abode, a house in Gabon, Africa. And I was doing that uh, crusade, that great crusade in um, <clears throat> a few years ago. And I was sitting on the couch and then they came in singing. I didn't know the, I couldn't understand the, the words, but I knew the song because the tune, <laughs> it was the same song that I had been raised on, some hymn or so. And I sat there and just drank in the saints of God. There's probably 20 of them came into this little front room singing their um, native style and their rhythm and uh, making tunes with their, you know, their instruments. I said, the body of Christ is the same wherever you go. Why? Because we are one in Christ. No matter what your skin color or your custom or your background, when you come into Christ by faith, you begin, you become that extended hand of God. And he puts you on, he puts you on. <laughs> Pardon me, it's early in the morning. My... <clears throat> My lips are still asleep. <laughs> he puts you on like a glove and sticks his hand out in humanity. I've been thinking since I've had this drop in my spirit, that song from the church years ago, oh, to be his hand extended, reaching out to those in need. And um, that's, the, that's the purpose of our generosity. I wrote a little note down in the in the show notes today on generosity, why the American nation, as a nation rather, has a reputation of being the most generous in the world. We love to give. If a hurricane blows into you know the southern states, people from all the states come down there with trucks and items. I remember our I'm, I'm almost touching Canada up here. And uh, one of the men in our church drove a, a semi-truck full of water down to F Florida when they had one of those hurricanes just to give himself and his time and his resources to help people. Generous people 
are from a generous father. And our nation was birthed in the, in the spirit of our fathers. So the nation itself, because we have freedom, we have freedom to do and increase and be prosperous. That's the heart of the father. The heart of the father is to prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So I encourage you today in your gifting, in the, uh, in the generosity that, that uh, God has put in you, give and it shall be given. That's not just money. That's, that's your, uh, your love, your time, your kindness, your encouraging word, your attention. So often parents, for instance, get so busy in the, especially in the early days when we're trying to figure out what life's all about. That we, we don't take time with our children just to give them some time. It's an amazing thing when you give time to a, one of your children or to a young person. When they, they, they're just in need of somebody paying attention. That's the generous heart that steps aside from your busy day, sits down on a park bench and takes time with somebody. All right. Well. You are the glove. God is the hand. And he wants to reach out and give and heal. You know, when you put your hand on someone to heal them, and I say that without, you know, I'm not making a mistake. I know in the background, I hear the words, well, it's God that's healing. No, he said, you heal the sick. <laughs> you, you heal the sick. So take that one home. Think about it. Now. I am, I am um, so impressed with the uh, sense of urgency as the body of Christ to allow this, um, this, this miracle of being together happen in reality. Now, and over there in the spirit. But I, as a pastor and, and as a servant of the Lord for so long, that's the cry of my heart. Lord, make us one, even as you and I are, are one. Now, I know that's real in the spirit. I just talked about it. But in reality, that we would reach out with the hand of God. Let's be the glove now. Reach out and be that uniting factor in, um, in the kingdom of God. And remember this, it's not doctrine. No, no, no. That's what separates us. It's love. It's the love of God. My, He said, brethren, love one another. Well, I'm going to leave you with that today on this Tuesday morning. I bless you. I thank God for you all the time. I never, I never miss a day without praying for those who are listening in the audience. I thank you for so many wonderful, wonderful experiences that I'm having just interacting with you over the internet, uh, doing uh, prayer together, perhaps. I know I've prayed with several of you on, in person as I meet you. It's just a wonderful thing that God gives us this opportunity. Amen.
until tomorrow, oh, don't forget to subscribe and do all the things that help us on our internet thing. Make some comments and give some thumbs up or some likes. That seems to be an important thing also. And for those that are have been giving, I really appreciate and thank you for that. If you are desiring to do that, right down there in the show notes, you'll find how to do that. Until tomorrow morning, God bless you. Let the Lord do with you like he loves to do with his children. Prosper them and be in health, even as your soul prospers.